0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Red X Podcast. My name is Haley Johnson. I'm your host today, and we have a very exciting guest. We have somebody that's been on the show before, so you might have seen his face before, but we've got James Shelby from Temecula, California, from the Shelby Sold Real Estate team. How's it going, James?
1: It is going very well. It's another beautiful day.
0: Oh, good. I love that. Positive energy. Yes. Sweet. Well, today, James, we're going to talk a little bit about circle prospecting, prospecting geo leads, things like that. The tools you use, the scripts that you that you use. Um, and so I think we're going to talk about a lot of valuable information for our audience. Um, and before we get started, I do want to tell our audience that if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, be sure to do that. Also, if you want to sign up for reminders about our podcast, you can go to theredx.com forward slash podcasts and put your email in in the pop up um, and you'll get reminders whenever we have podcasts every single Thursday. All right. Now that that's out of the way, James, for people that don't know you, could you give us just a brief introduction?
1: Uh, yes, I, like you said, I'm in Temecula, Murrieta area of California. Um, I've been in real estate now for about eight years. Um, I have a very small team, um, just two other agents that work alongside me and an assistant.
0: And
1: um, yeah, that, that's about it.
0: That's awesome. How did you get started in real estate?
1: Uh, so. It began with the process of buying my first property. Um, it was during a time when, you know, the market was down, really, really rough time in the market as far as uh, a lot of short sales, a lot of REO properties. Mm. And I was trying to buy my first home and I didn't really know much about real estate at all, really. I was just a kid pretty much. Um, and I didn't understand that being a real estate agent was um i knew it was a job but i didn't really understand how it worked how they got paid what their you know duties were as as yeah. an agent um but I, I learned a lot throughout that process and and during that time uh i was working installing autoglass mo- mobile so i was on the road a lot and uh i would go to people's homes and and install auto Glass or or businesses and things like that and i would drive around and i would see all these Almost, you know, brand new home, maybe a year, two years old, sitting empty. The grass was overgrown, and I would call my my agent at the time and say, "Hey, you know, what about this property? What about that one?" And, and she'd say, "Well, that's, you know, um, it's not on the market, but it looks like it's going through foreclosure. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can contact the owner and see if they'd be willing to do a short sale." Um, keep in mind, like I said, I didn't know any of this at the time. I didn't know how any of it worked or what it was. But I would reach out to the owners and uh, you know, just say, hey, do you want to sell your home? Just almost like, you know, um, just naive and ignorant. You know, ignorance is bliss. Like, I'm just <laughs> a kid. like, hey, I know, you know, you bought this home for 500,000 and now it's only worth, you know, 250, you want to sell it to me, you know? And uh, I ended up getting her a couple listings um, that were short sale listings. And she's like, you know what, maybe you should, you know, look into to, uh, getting your license. So mm. that was kind of how it started.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Good. Interesting story. It's usually not, people don't usually like stumble into it sometimes, kind of what sounds like you did. But True, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool.
1: was. Well, uh, it was interesting. And, and um, you know, at the time when I started doing a little more research, once when, when she told me that, I was like, well, how does this work? You know, do I, what do right. I need to do? You know, so I, I started doing a little research. And when I saw how the, the paint – getting paid works you know i i I was like okay so they get a percentage of the sales price i started doing some math and i'm like wow you only need to sell i would only need to sell you know one home a a month to kind of make the living i make now and Mm -hmm. so that got my wheels turning and um little did i know most agents don't even sell one home a month (laughs) at the time. (laughs) but i thought well how hard could it be you know again being you know naive and, and kind of ignorant um so
0: cool
1: I, one, once I saw how the commission structure worked, I was like All right, I'm gonna give this shit a shot yeah you, you
0: could you could do that that's cool yeah um yeah. cool. so then when you got into it, tell talk to me how because how many years have you been in real estate?
1: I've been in real estate now for eight years,
0: okay, yeah. so when you were first starting out, talk to me about like some of the things that you started doing that um, made you as successful as you are today. Maybe, because I know you're an avid prospector. Hello, yes. Red X, what's up? Yeah. Um, so, so kind of talk to me about that. What are, what are some things that you did that helped you be successful?
1: Well, I would say first and foremost, um, at the time podcasts were just starting to be a thing. You know, mm-hmm. this was maybe 10 years ago or something when I, started thinking about getting my license um something like that so so podcasts were were something that I, I was i was listening to like joe rogan experience i was listening to podcasts there wasn't a lot at the time but um i was like well there's a seems to be a lot of, of, of different types of podcasts so let me see what's out there as far as um education for you know how to be a good real estate agent and there was a few out there there's pat hyben was one of them um there's a few. So I started listening to, to those and that really opened my mind. And and I gotta give you guys credit and, and those podcast credit. Shows like this, podcasts like this are great for not only new agents, but agents of any, you know, amount of experience. Um because I really learned a lot from listening to interviews like this. So I mm-hmm heard a lot of interviews with really top producing agents, and and a lot of them all had one thing in common, most of them, and that was prospecting. And um, so what I started doing, you know, once I I, I listened to that every day when I was doing my job and and while I was, you know, getting my license, and once I got my license, I knew I have to start talking to a lot of people, so I started door knocking. Uh, I would go to work. My regular job, and then when I got off work, I would put on a suit and I would go and door knock for an hour or two hours, uh, wow. and then I door knock on the weekends, and and that was how I got my first deal was was door knocking, and and then that was another kind of light bulb, like okay, wow, this actually you know does work if you do it.
0: Yeah. That's cool. A lot of our audience are our newer agents like you're talking about Mm -hmm. that are just getting into the business, kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't, stuff like that. Um, And that's kind of what why we started this podcast, too, is um, especially when COVID hit and a lot of people didn't know what to do. Um, And what's interesting, after I have interviewed a lot of people over the past year or so, um, is it kind of is the same stuff, right? So you're still doing prospecting. You're still doing all of these activities that worked before COVID um, and they work now. It just takes the work. You just have to do it. Um, So when it all like kind of happened, people were just fearful. Um, Mm -hmm. But really the fundamentals kind of, you know, uh, they don't, they don't change over time is what I'm seeing at least. What do you think?
1: You're correct, yeah, you're correct. I, I would say technology um, has definitely helped the business. And mm-hmm. uh, when, when I talk about technology, I, I'm talking about not only you know something like Red X where you can do, have a dialer on your computer with all the information, that that's helped prospecting greatly. But I also think um, there's all different types of technology that have greatly yeah, how can I put it? Greatly uh, helped agents produce at a higher level. However, at the foundation, it's it's like building the house, right? The foundation I will always say has to be prospecting, and and not only prospecting, but knowing what to say. you you know, knowing your scripts, knowing um, objection handling, um, and and I would say almost as as important as scripts. I would say right there is is people skills and understanding um, language and the whole dynamic of a conversation and um, you know those things are very important as well as mindset. So I would I would put all those things together as the foundation of your structure of your real estate business, and then you can add from there social media. You know that's your framing, and then you can add on some branding and some marketing. And um, and then before you know it, you have this this giant structure of your real estate business that's just this well-oiled machine. But I think that prospecting has to be the uh, the foundation because let's face it, whether you're dialing uh, leads off of RedX or you're door knocking or you're just calling Zillow leads, you still have to know how to talk to people. Right. There's no way to do a transaction without having a conversation with with the uh, buyer or the seller, you know, it's almost impossible.
0: Yeah. And and you're talking about these this people skills, scripts, mindset kind of stuff. Um and I'm curious how you developed that. Did you just go and start calling and just over time you got that skill set? Um like for people that are starting out right now, what can they do to get that skill set, that mindset that you have?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, some people are naturally um, more of a, of a people person that like to have conversations, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that you're great at um, being a salesperson, you know, and, and helping, you know, the client, helping figure out exactly what the client wants or needs. So um, I do think it's, a, it's nice if you have that, you know, you don't have a fear to talk to people. That's a good starting point. But even if you... Are a little nervous to talk to people. Um, the best way to get over being nervous is is to practice or or to have confidence through practicing what you're going to say. So um, some of the stuff I had done through the years is number one, um, the podcast and stuff helped a lot. Like I said, you know, just learning what what people would say, learning what they would do, but more importantly, I would say even to that is I did start coaching. Uh, with Mike Ferry. Uh, Mike Ferry is a uh, you know he's one of the biggest real estate coaches in, in the world, um, as well as you know Tom, his son Tom Ferry. Um, so coaching is another. Uh, whether it's through a mentor or through um, a coaching program, I think it's very important to learn um, you know what to say and and you know a big thing that I learned from Mike is selling isn't telling, it's asking questions. So, you know, a lot of people think of a salesman, like, hey, you know, you want to tell the client, hey, we got to do this, we need to do this. And and it's one of the biggest thing, you know, mistakes that you can make as a salesperson is to try to tell people what to do. You know, no one wants to be told what to do. So Mm -hmm. I learned very quickly, you need to ask questions, But not only do you need to ask questions, you need to know what questions to ask to identify exactly how you can help the client. And in this business, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of questions you really need to learn because everyone usually wants the same thing, right? Sellers want to sell their home and they want a good price, the best price, and and buyers want to buy a home for the least amount, you know. So, Mm. um, but yeah, I would say coaching and watching shows like this one and and other YouTube shows and listening to podcasts is a great way to start.
0: Perfect. Awesome. So taking it from the people that have been in it for a while and kind of (laughs) know the ropes um, and learning from that, that's, that's good advice. Um, So I want to get into a little bit more of like you're talking about, like your actual scripts, the questions that you actually ask. Um, But before we get to that, I want to ask you what right now with all the current state of the world. And sorry, mm-hmm. I the mic. Um, what is your prospecting schedule? What does that look like right now?
1: So I have shifted a little bit when it comes to my schedule, um, with prospecting. Um, and this is where maybe I am a little different than some of what you might be taught in a, in a coaching program. Um, initially, Early in my career, it was I would you know get to the office at seven, you know I would uh, warm up, I would you know get my scripts ready, I'd, I'd get in a good mindset, I'd do all that. And I think that's a good schedule for someone starting is, is get to the office early, hit, start hitting the phones at, at you know seven fifty five, and uh, you know a good three hours of prospecting. Um, but now that I'm a little more into my uh, career, uh, I've, I've been in the business for quite a while, I have a big database. Um, I am starting my prospecting, uh, I'll, I'll just be honest, I usually start a little closer to 9 a.m. And I'm not d- hitting, in this market, I'm not hitting expireds because it really just isn't any new expired. So I'm focusing on old expires, older expires, um, six months or more. Um, I'm focusing on just listed, just sold. And I'm doing this for about two hours, and then I'm following up with all my follow up and my um, sphere and leads and things like that in the afternoon. Most most of the time. Um, that's kind of a rough idea of what my schedule looks like. You know, without that's giving great. you a whole day. Yeah. Is that yeah. Monday through
0: Friday, or do does it change?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Monday through Friday.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool,
0: and I think it's important to also um, say that even if you don't start at 7 or 8 a.m., what works for you in your market might not work for somebody else um i know especially right now um, because like newer expireds are are hard to come by because of how low Mm. inventory is uh nationwide um Mm. that people are kind of switching it up and and that's why i want to talk to you today about circle prospecting and geo leads because that's kind of what um a lot of people i've been talking to are are kind of focusing on just listed just sold stuff like that um, calling around a neighborhood. Um, so why don't we get into that a little bit? What does Circle Prospecting look f- like for you right now?
1: Um, it, not much has changed, I would say, in that aspect of Circle Prospecting, other than maybe the conversation's a little different with the with the um, person on the phone there. Um, but what, you know, I'm still calling homes around our sales you know whether we've just listed or just sold a property I'm still usually call- calling in that area mm-hmm. um, but I, the conversation is a little different you know because right now the market is so insane for sellers uh, as far as what they're getting for their their homes and I'd say that's a bigger focal point of the call is just you know because even people that maybe weren't thinking of selling when they hear the numbers that people are getting, are even getting a little more intrigued of Wow, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know the market was like that. You know, I wasn't thinking of selling, but you know, Wow, if I could get that, you know, maybe we'll have a, a conversation. So, um, you know, I, I'm still using the same script as far as you know. And I don't know if you want to get into the exact script, but it, it's pretty similar to most just listed, just sold scripts that are out there. Um, you know, I just hi. My name is James Shelby. I'm the owner of the Shelby Sold Real Estate team. We just listed a home at you know one two three Main Street. It's a four-bedroom, four bath, you know, and it's listed at this price, or it just sold at this price. Uh, you know, when do you plan on making your next move? That that's always the question. When do you plan on making your next move? So you're hitting them with the price, you're hitting them with the, the area, and then you're asking them not if they thought about moving, but when. You know, when do you plan on making your next move. Because you don't want to ask them if they're planning on moving, because it's just like when you walk into a store and they, they ask you if you need help, you're always going to say, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. If you ask them, you know, are you making a move, usually that, that uh, you know, instinct always is just to say, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not moving. But if, if you say when, that always usually gives them a, a little pause and kind of think about that for a second most of the time saying, oh, you know, well, maybe when this happens. And a lot of times, even if they're not thinking of moving right away, um, they'll tell you, well, actually, when my kids graduate high school, you know in, in a year or two or whatever that is, um so at least then you know, okay, well, this person is interested in moving not right now, but uh, I'm gonna add them to the database and I'm gonna get their information and uh, and just stay in touch with them you know maybe in the next six months to a year and, and follow up down the line.
0: Hmm. I like that I like that question of when um instead of are you or um, asking a yes or no question or something like that. So I like that. Are you getting? Um, well, or what kind of objections are you getting right now?
1: When it comes to circle prospecting, I, I don't get a lot of objections because most mm-hmm. people are just not ready right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that's probably the biggest objection. If there was one, is, is people just uh, you know they're not ready to make a move. Um, but second to that, I would say. Even people that are sometimes intrigued or think, well, okay, okay, if I could sell, that's a really high price, but where are they gonna go? That, that's usually the other thing as well. If I sold and I made a lot of money, if I'm staying in this area, you know, I'm gonna pay a lot um, to buy my next house. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is one of the obje- objections that, you know, I get sometimes. And, and to be honest, sometimes there's, there's no real good way around that, right? If, if they don't yeah. have a motivation to move, um you know maybe they are not gonna make a move right then but my goal when I'm circle prospecting these days is is twofold. so first and foremost obviously we're looking for people that want to make a move right now or in the next 30 to 60 days that's the number one goal but instead of just kind of plowing through a list of people and oh you want to move no, you don't want okay no no I really try to focus on developing a relationship with them and adding them to my database. And um, I've been using a great tool, and I know you're probably going to get into tools later, you mentioned, but I'll just bring it up now since we're on the subject. Uh, I've been using a uh, program called HomeBot. And a lot of people know about this. Some people don't. I didn't know about it, but I'm glad I started using it. Um, It's essentially just a program where you can enter in someone's name, email, phone number, and address. And it will send them, uh, it pulls all this data from title company, mortgage company, and it will send them an updated, detailed, I mean, a very detailed market analysis of their property. It It will tell them how much equity they have. It will tell them what the current interest rate is versus what the interest rate they have. It will tell them how much they could rent their home for if they wanted to rent it out. Um, All kinds of really great analytics that you would really want to know if you're a homeowner. And um, I will just, I will basically tell the, again, I don't ask. I just tell the person on the phone and say, hey, you know what? I know you're not moving right now. You're not moving until your son graduates in two years but I'm gonna give you something that I pay for for my friends and family and my clients. So that's a key thing, I tell them I pay for it, because then there's some value there, okay? He's giving me this thing for free that he pays for. I I tell him, I'll give you this thing that I pay for that will help you um, keep updated on exactly how much equity you have and um, a lot of great analytics about your property and I'd love to provide, I'm gonna provide that to you for free well, That way you can stay up to date until it's time for you to sell. You can keep up with the market. And um, I always say, you know, what's the best email to send it to? You know, I, I again, I don't ask, hey, would it be okay? Or, you know, I just right. am assumptive. I just say, hey, what's the best email to send it to? And nine times out of ten, when I phrase it that way, they will just say, hey, that sounds great. The best email is da, 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 da. Now, every once in a while you might get someone that says, oh, no. You know, I don't want it, but I've, I, I've found that if you ask, hey, is it okay if I send this, you'll get more no's than if you just say, hey, what's the best email to send you to?
0: Right. Cool. Well, I like this because one, um, people circle prospect and do just list just sold, uh, like you mentioned a lot for now business, um, mm-hmm. and, and cycle through that, but you are also just building your database while calling these people. Right. Yep. Um, so let's talk about that. Like, especially for a newer agent who is just trying to get deals, um, and they're focused a lot on now business. Um, what has the, been the benefit for you to, to continue that relationship even if you may never sell their home or um, it's years down the line?
1: Well, it's twofold. Um, number one, you get another person that is in your database that's receiving a um, branded, because that's the other thing, when it comes to them every month or every couple of months, when they get this update on their home, it's branded. It's It says it's mm-hmm. coming from me and right. my team, and it's got a pretty little picture of me. So there's some name recognition and branding there. Um, but n- number two, you're building your brand, not only with you know, the database, but their circle. You know, make no mistake, people talk, especially when real estate is as hot as it's been. You're gonna have people that refer you over, and I have had people that have referred me over, just from receiving that, where they didn't end up selling, but they referred their friend and said, hey, my friend wants to sell. Or they'll tell their friend, "Hey, call this guy. He's been giving me these great, very detailed um, market analysis for my home. He really is professional. He knows what he's doing, and um, you know, I've gotten referral business from from it as well. So, mm. you know, I do think it's important for newer agents to get now business, yeah. and circle prospecting can do that. Um, but I think if an agent is newer and they're really just looking for now business, yes, you should circle prospect, but you've also got to reach out to to for sale by owners." Um, old expireds, uh, even for rent by owners, uh, uh, even um, uh, pre-foreclosures as well. You know, all, all those type of leads are more of a now, now business than maybe circle right. prospecting is. But I think it's just like having a strong um, bike wheel. You need a lot of different spokes in your prospecting wheel to have a, a strong, um, you know, Amount of business coming in at all times. You can't just do, "Hey, I just circle prospect or I just call expires." Um, the more you do, the the stronger your the wheel of your business is going to be in the end.
0: I like that. Not focusing or putting all your marbles in one basket, right?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Kind of spreading yes. it out um, and and getting a little bit of everything. I think will at least sounds like um, make it a little pretty little basket of of. <laughs> Um, cons- consistent business, consistent yes. listings from multiple places. That's
1: cool. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say that's accurate, and I would also say you know, it, there's nothing wrong with being um, really good at one of them. You know, yes. some people are just really good at circle prospecting, or really good at taking you know for sale by owners, or they gravitate toward one maybe more than some of the others. And I think that's good, you know, if you have like, this is kind of my niche and I'm the best at it, but I don't think you should completely ignore the other spokes of the wheel. And that goes for, um, you know, things like social media, Instagram, Facebook. I don't think you should ever ignore those. I think they should be a part of your business. I think you should um, you should definitely brand yourself on those platforms because again, it's just another spoke in the wheel. You know, I can't tell you how many times um, I've got people that have reached out from Instagram or Facebook and, and said, Hey, you know, I've been seeing your you know posts and that you're selling a lot of homes and you know, my grandma wants to sell and she doesn't know who to use or, or whatever. Um, so if I was to never use those avenues, I wouldn't get those people reaching out. So I always tell people and there's really two different aspects of this business. There's two avenues. Mm-hmm. There's, Hunting or chasing business, and then there's attracting business to you. And within both of those different avenues, there's different subsections. So when you go down the hunting side, you've got door knocking, circle prospecting, um, you know, expires, anywhere where you're going out and you're actively trying to hunt down business. When you go down the other avenue of attracting business to you, You've got things like mailing out, you know, just sold flyers. You know, you've got things like open house. You've got things like, the um, uh, you know, social media, like I said, you know, posting on social media actively. And then that causes people to now reach out to you. Hey, I've got your flyer. Or, hey, I saw your open house sign. I'm coming in. Hey, I've seen you posting on, on social media. You seem like a nice person, family man. Um, I think I can trust you. You, you seem like a, you know seem like you do a good job. I get that a lot. People that don't really know me, but they follow me. Hey, I've been following you for a while. My light just went off. I've been following you for a while. It looks like you you know what you're doing. Um, I need to do X, Y, and Z, either buy or sell a house. Um, Can you help me? Right. If you can kind of um, learn how to juggle those two different avenues and kind of schedule them into your day, um, because it seems like a lot, right? It seems like, God, dang it. <laughs> almost cussed. <laughs> seems like, how am I going to do all of this? But if you really can schedule time block, um, you know, hey, at every morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to post something real quick and get off there. Um, or every day at this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post something. Um, it doesn't have to consume your whole day, and I don't think it should. And you have to be very cautious because it can uh, be a distraction, right? It's, it's designed to keep us on there. But if you know, hey, I'm going to jump on, I'm going to do this and then get off, um, it you can fit it all into your time, your schedule.
0: I like that. And and what it made me think of um, when you talk about hunting versus attracting is the harder that you hunt or the more you grind is um, pays off later. Um, and what I mean by that is is the more you prospect like expires or different lead types the more you grow your database, which over time will give you more and more business because there's more and more people there. So um, whether it's like in 10 years, you have a bunch of referrals coming or repeat business from past clients, things like that. Um, so you hunt, 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 and then over time um, you attract more. Is that safe to say?
1: That is safe to say. I, I would say that especially – you know the nice thing about the attraction part of it is they just work so well hand in hand because Mm. let's say you go out and you you put in the effort and you get a listing from an expired or for sale by owner or circle prospecting and you now have this um commodity right The, the the listing is what everyone wants right now especially in this market so now you can you can say okay i spent all this time hunting down i've got this listing now I'm going to take the beautiful photos of it and I'm going to put it over here on my Instagram or my Facebook or preferably both. Um, and now I'm using what I got from the hunt to now attract buyers, attract people and to show a, you know, once you've sold that, once you you post one listing, Hey, we got this coming up for sale. I'm very excited about it. And then 60 days later, hopefully you are posting that it's sold and it, You know, everything went smooth and now you also have proof for your sphere. I guess people on Facebook and Instagram more than likely know who you are, or at least kind of know who you are. So now you have a social proof to say, look, I went out, I grabbed this, I got it. I helped them all the way through and here's the proof it's sold now. And so the more you do that, um, it's just this great kind of symbiotic relationship between these two things, and, and it, they really, really feed off of each other. And when you can marry the hard work and the grind to the marketing and, and you can bring those two together, that really, really becomes uh, a really great foundation for your real estate business.
0: I love it. Circle of life. Circle of real estate, I guess. The That's circle
1: awesome. of life. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> you get all lion king up in this.
0: Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask because we we talked a little bit about um, Homebot oh, and other tools. See, you oh.
1: sing and the, the Oh my gosh! Out. Yeah. See, that's how it works. You know?
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. It's just good energy.
1: It's good vibes.
0: <laughs> um, I was gonna ask. We talked a little bit about um, Homebot and and tools that you use. Mm-hmm. You do you do mailers? Do you send out just listed mailers?
1: Um, I, I don't as much as I probably should, but I've done in the
0: past. Um,
1: I, what I do more than that is I when I door knock, I'll put, put just listed just old flyers um, because I like to door knock with something that's kind of a, again, a social proof to say, hey, right. here, instead of just a business card or something, hey, we just sold your neighbor's home. Here is the flyer. Here's the proof. It's right here. Um, and if they're not there, then obviously I leave it. But at least that gives you an opportunity to have a conversation with the homeowner. And if they're not there, you're still going to deliver the message via, you know, just leaving it on the door. So um, I've done mailers. Um, I'll probably do them again in the future. But I would much rather get that stack of cards and hand it out to the homeowner so I can get in front of them and have the conversation.
0: I like that. Face-to-face interaction beats Face-to-face, anything anyway.
1: absolutely. Yes, yes. And Red X, you know um, – I've used Red X now for a long time. I, I don't know how long now, maybe four or five years, and RedX, uh, one of the underutilized things in my opinion from Red X is the for rent by owners, especially in a market like this because um, a lot of people that are renting out their property sometimes don't stop to really see what the property's worth, always. And so I, I've found that I've, I've set a lot of appointments and took a lot of listings from calling people and, and say, hey, you know, I, I saw your properties for rent, but, you know, if you got a good offer, uh, you know, have you considered selling it if you got a good offer? You know, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a yes or no question, which I don't love, but you'd be surprised. Uh, that usually leads into a question from them well, what's a good offer? You know, and then now you're having a conversation about what the property's worth. And, um, You know, I think that's an underutilized tool that Red X provides that a lot of agents, I think, just either don't realize uh, that they can use it or they don't know how, or it's just kind of the forgotten list. You know, everyone calls expired. Everyone calls for sale by owners. And and I think for rent by owners and pre-foreclosures is another one.
0: Yeah, I think that's why people, like, gravitate more towards Geo Leads or for rent by owners or pre-foreclosures like you're talking about because... When you're calling expireds or for sale by owners, it's usually more of a heated conversation. Um, sure, yeah. There's a lot more emotion tied to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with for rent by owners, it's kind of just a business conversation of, of really talking is. about numbers and if it makes sense for them. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that's why a lot of people like it. And not a lot of people prospect to them because they might not know all the lingo or um, mm-hmm. what to say or whatever. But once you you figure out those questions to ask, things to say, it, it like you said, it's kind of like a gold mine.
1: It really is and I, w- I would tell agents, you know, if you're nervous about it, yeah, you're dealing with maybe a little more of a seasoned um, investor maybe or, or someone that knows maybe a little more and you might feel a little intimidated. But to be honest, most people that rent properties out are not these real big time investors. You know, it, a lot of times you'll find that it's maybe someone that inherited a home and just decided to rent it out for a little bit. Or, you know, maybe this was their first home and they bought another home and, and they were kind of financially in a position where they could say, hey, we can buy this other home and rent our first home out. Um, you know, so it's not always these, these you know, people that own a thousand homes and they're going to just shut you down type of thing. You really get a lot of good conversations and, um, you know, you'd be surprised how much business you can get from, from an avenue like that. And again, it's just another circle in, in the prospect of the wheel, you know, so... I would encourage people to to definitely give it a try.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, well, before like we run out of time, I um we yeah, out a yeah, I know. Um, we sent out a survey in an email to uh, for the invite to this um, podcast. And we have a, a couple questions about circle prospecting from people. Um, okay. if you don't mind we just close out with some questions. Let's do it. Okay. I'm excited. So, um, Stacy asked, is there anything you would do differently if you were just starting out and wanting to make a name for yourself?
1: Stacy, man, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, <laughs> what I would do different if I wanted to make a name for myself?
0: Loaded question.
1: That's so, that is a, such a great question because normally I'll just, when I get a question, I'm just like, bam, here's the answer. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can honestly say I don't know if I would do anything different because this gonna sound like such a douchebag thing to say, but all, everything I've done has worked really well as far as making a name for myself. So I would I will just tell you what I did. Yeah. Um. Dang, that was really.
0: But anyways, I'm gonna move on.
1: I would really utilize Instagram and Facebook because. Um, let's face it, that is the easiest, cheapest way to get in front of the most amount of people. And um, I would actually, this is what I would do. I would double down on those things, Hmm. uh, even more so than I did. I I wish I would have went even harder. And what I mean by that is just utilizing all different aspects of what they have to offer. So using more stories, using posting maybe two times a day because – once you get that ball rolling, it's, it is a very good way to get, to get business. It is, as much as I hate to say that because I don't want people to think that that's all you need to do. You still need to prospect, children. <laughs> you <laughs> do this. But, um, but I would double down on video as well. I would double down on video. That's what I didn't do. Do more video. I would do more video sooner, much sooner. I would do 110% video. Because people that. really get to know who you are through a video.
0: Yeah, so I like that. That
1: would be what I would do different. Would double down, triple down on video.
0: Awesome, Stacy. I hope that answered your question. Um, that was such a good question. So thanks. That was that. a great question. Um, Amanda asked two questions. First is when nope, circle only prospecting. One. <laughs> yeah. sorry, you're you're cut <laughs> off. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. She asked, when circle prospecting, do you ever call a neighborhood more than once?
1: Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I try not to do it. Well, here, here's when Here's when it, I do it twice. So when I just list a home, I'll call the neighborhood. Then when that home either gets under contract or sells, usually I try to wait till it sells or it's about to close escrow, I will call the neighborhood again. So they're getting you the first time where you're saying, hey, I listed this home. And then they're getting you the second time again with the social proof that, hey, I know I talked to you thirty days ago or forty-five days ago, but hey, guess what? That home that we listed for four hundred thousand, do you remember when I called you? Well now it's sold for four hundred and thirty thousand. So there you go. Now are you ready to move? You know. So I do call a neighborhood more than once. And if I get another listing in that neighborhood, I will call them again. You know. Um, now if you get someone that absolutely says, Don't ever call me again, then just take them off the list. But there's nothing wrong with hitting a neighborhood more than once in, a, you know, 60 day cycle. I wouldn't call the whole same neighborhood, you know, every week, you know, but yeah, I'll call them again.
0: Nice. Um, along those same lines, she said, aside from calls and text, do you do anything else to follow up with circle prospecting leads?
1: Um, oh, to follow up with the leads? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a really good lead and I maybe have a day where, this is rare, but if I have a day where it's like I got a blank, two hours in my schedule, I will sometimes, if it's a lead that's not far away, I will go and knock the door in person. Like if it's someone I met on the phone and they said, hey, yeah, I'm thinking of selling in three months and maybe I've called once and followed up, I might just go drop by and say, hey, this is exactly what I say, I'll say, hey, um, I was in the neighborhood for X, Y, and Z or or I was dragged by or whatever and I wanted to introduce myself in person because that way you can put a face to the name because I know we just have spoke over the phone and um, you know I could just be some weirdo you know, on the phone. So I wanted to bring you my card and maybe even I'll do sometimes a CMA, which depending on how far they are, if they're six months out, maybe I'll bring them a CMA and say, hey, this is what's going on in your neighborhood. I want to personally introduce myself. That way you know that I'm a real person and uh, I'm, I'm a legitimate person. So I will sometimes follow up in person. Um and sometimes I will stalk them on social media and add them as a friend. You know, I'm I'm not opposed to doing that. If I find them on social media and I talk to them on the phone, I'll add them. And 9 times out of 10 it, it goes good.
0: <laughs> Love it. You know.
1: I never had, I've never had anyone say why would you do that or anything. I've had some people maybe not accept the request, but um because then Again, it allows them into your life to say, okay, wow, this guy's posted about his family. He's posted about the homes he sold. It's not just some person randomly calling me now. Now they're putting a face to the name and they get to know you as a person. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be more apt as long as they like everything about what you know how you are as a person. As long as you're not posting right. anything crazy, then they're more than likely going to say, hey, yeah, this is maybe someone that I'd like to do business with. So um, in-person or social is a good way to follow up instead of just emails and um, texts and phone calls.
0: Love it. I love it, human connection. Um, yeah. Okay, well we're, we're wrapping up here, but I wanted to give you um, last final thoughts, advice, thoughts that you have that have come up um, mm-hmm. to give you the last word here.
1: Wow. Um, <laughs> Open-ended. with my wife, you know? <laughs> I never get the last word when I'm arguing with my wife, but now I do last <laughs> Well, word. here you go, here's um, your chance. There we go. <laughs> no, I, my wife is lovely. Um, I would say, you know, really, if, if I could give one piece of advice other than make sure you prospect and work hard is just, it's, it's hard to do initially, and I used to hear people talk about this, but you really need to envision yourself as the person you want to become. Um, And that goes to a kind of a mindset thing. We didn't really talk about mindset, but I think it's very important to whatever it takes for you to have a positive mindset and envision becoming who you want to be and and live as if or act as if you are already that person. It it can be somewhat of a challenge, but I promise if you give it enough – of an attempt, and you and you really try to manifest uh, to to look ahead at what you want to become and, and what your life what you want your life to become, you really can almost speak those things into existence and and manifest those things if you number one have the right attitude and number two you put in the hard work. Um, that would be something that I would tell a lot of agents is maybe you're just starting out or maybe you've been in the business for a year or two and you can't get past selling you know one home a month, maybe, and you wanna be that agent that sells two a month or three a month or hundred deals, start really manifesting that and, and focusing on what are they doing and how can I put myself in a position to do those things.
0: Beautiful. That was beautiful last word. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I appreciate yes.
0: It. I think um... Yeah, you said it. I, I um, appreciate all of the things that you've shared today. I think you've shared a lot of valuable information, especially for new agents who are getting started here um, and who are watching this podcast. So James, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and and help somebody else out. So I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it and, and I love to, um, you know, there's always a lot of questions I get after these um, from people like on Facebook, Instagram. So I love to connect. Um, with anyone that's watching or listening to this just Instagram is just James underscore Shelby. You'll find me there and and I'm always here to help. And thank you to red X. If if you don't have red X people out there, this is a a product that I've used. I use daily. I just use this quick story. I just use this because this crazy market that we're in, I have a buyer that we have been trying and trying to find them a home. Um, And I pulled an old expired and um, we're going to go take them to, to take, go look at it and I think we're gonna we're gonna have a match here. So um, all thanks to Red X because I pulled the number from Red X and here we are.
0: That's awesome. Beautiful. Thanks for the plug. We appreciate it. <laughs> no, my pleasure, and, thank you for what you guys do. Yes, and, and and thank you to everyone that is watching today. Um, if you wanted to be, um, we asked some questions from a survey, so if you want to be included in those emails where we send those surveys, again, redx.com forward slash podcast. But I think that wraps up today's uh, episode, and we will see you guys back here next Thursday, one thirty Mountain Time, 3.30 Eastern Time. Thanks so much for watching.